0: good morning ladies and gentlemen i want to apologize up front because my voice may come across as a slight bit frustrated because i dealt with a very stupid process which i covered on my other podcast and i'm still kind of on the downswing from that whole deal the fallout of it hopefully i'll recover but right now i'm still burning like coals it was not fun i think it was petty but regardless you know, I, there was another post today and it inspired me to kind of cover this one because I'm not sure why it became a thing in the first place. I think it's a lack of information, but there could be a compelling reason for it. But given what the person seemed like they were trying to do, I don't think there was. So if you don't know what a stable coin is in crypto, a stable coin is a coin where it's been programmed to balance its inventory In such a way, automatically, that stabilizes its value, or at least tries to, so that it matches fiat currency. And in this case that I'm talking about, the U.S. dollar. Of course, the value of a single U.S. dollar is $1. 100 cents. The stable coins that are out there, you know, there's USDC, there's USDT, there's CUSD, and so many others that are Again, purposely built to try to replicate the stability of the US dollar. Now, the stable coin is controversial right now because there's no real control over that money unless it's a coin that is run by a business. So, USDT, which is Tether, has an agreement with the government to function similar to a bank with its stable coin. USDC does not have a similar type of arrangement at that level. It just, it's kind of the de facto standard, but it's not, there's no bank or contractual. And so certain banks will support USDT and USDC, and certain banks will support one or the other. Certain banks support neither. Ultimately, there's two reasons that you would ever transact logically with a with a stablecoin. Number one is for store of value meaning I don't want the money to go up or down based on the whims of the crypto market. Number two is I want to get fiat out of it. At some point, maybe not now. Coinbase, for example, will actually pay you interest on USDC if you hold it. So there's kind of an incentive to put it into USDC to collect interest. However, other cryptos have now started to give interest by way of staking. And in most cases, that interest is going to be higher than you would ever get with any stable coin. So Algorand is one that has um, great interest. Um, Tezos is another one that has great interest to it. Um, Compound has interest. Maker has interest. uh, Fetch.ai has interest. And all these other ones have interest that you can collect in reward for staking your currency. The key difference between... Uh, and Ethereum, 2 is another one. I'll talk about that one. The key difference between staking your currency for that payback and just holding it for an interest payout is that when you stake your currency, you're supporting the network. You're actually strengthening the network security. You're strengthening liquidity. You're actually helping the network by Similar to the way a bank works. A bank cannot function. If it does not have deposits, money on hand, which it then lends to other people and they pay you interest for the benefit of having access to your money should they need it. The And so, how, so that's why they're called depositories. So then in crypto, it's a similar concept with staking. When you are depositing your money into your crypto into stake, you are supporting the network and you're supporting the flow of money. And in exchange, they're giving you some money to assist with it. Ethereum, too. Is, I would say dramatically different in the sense that if you choose to stake into Ethereum 2, you can't touch that crypto at all until Ethereum 2 launches. However, you are supporting the strength of that network while it's being rolled out and they pay you an interest. And it's it's pretty decent interest that they pay, but you cannot withdraw. In stable coins, of course, you can withdraw, you can deposit the reason that i'm i'm harping on stable coins and i i'm saying not to use them for one purpose which is cash out is because for whatever reason and i can't i don't have a true answer for this anytime you're trying to transact and a stable coin is involved you're going to see that the gas fees are a joke i'm talking in the hundreds of dollars i've never seen a stable coin transaction that was less than 80 bucks and i've had stable coins i've had usdc on at least three different occasions and every single time the gas fee is a ripoff. And so I've kind of steered away from doing it because it doesn't make any sense. Unfortunately, you might end up getting USDC as a gift from someone or as a tip or donation or whatever, or maybe you inherit and so you can't help it. Just understand that for whatever reason, these tokens just have a significantly higher fee associated with them when you're transacting with non-stable coins, Or you're trying to cash them out, they're just, it's a ripoff. Now, I say that, but if they're already in some, an exchange like a Coinbase or a Webull, a true exchange, you can cash them out. They're still gonna charge you a fee to cash them out. They won't necessarily charge you, they'll charge you a fee, but it's not significant to exchange out of USDC to something else, but there's still fees. And so you're getting hit with these charges. Whereas, Let's say Doge. If you wanted to change Doge into SHIB, you're charged nothing. If you want to change SHIB into Doge, you're charged nothing. If you want to change Doge into Ethereum, you're charged nothing within the exchange. If you're in a wallet, that's a different business. I'm talking in an exchange. But with the stable coin, if you try to exchange that coin, you're going to get hit with fees. Nobody really understands fully why this is the case for just these stable coins all I'm saying is that I don't think it's financially advantageous to work with the stable coins unless, again, you had no choice, like it was gifted to you or you inherited it or whatever. I wouldn't advocate doing it unless there's a compelling reason that you must do so. Other than that, stay away from it. Because think about this. If it's within your control, let's say that you have SHIB or let's use the better example, DOGE. You have Doge, you've been building Doge, and now you're kind of ready to cash out. You just want to take your money and go. If you're in Coinbase, you can just cash this straight out from that currency, just sell it. Whether you do it from Coinbase or Coinbase Pro, it doesn't matter. Same with Webull, same with Binance.us, and so on. You can just cash it straight out from the crypto. You don't need to send it to a stable coin. The reason people do, possibly because they don't realize that it's not necessary, is because they're worried about the value you know, dropping significantly. Like there's a sudden sell off and you thought you were going to get a million dollars and you're trying to stamp it to make sure you don't lose that money. Listen, if you've got thousands of dollars of Ethereum stacked up, by all means, do that if that's your strategy. Plus, if your purpose is to store, meaning you want to save and just accrue interest, you're not trying to cash out, stable coins are perfectly fine. And in fact, probably recommend it for that. I'm only talking about the, the cash out scenario. I want to get money out of this business and I'm concerned about a tanking value. I would just send it to a reasonably stable coin of some kind. Doge is reasonably stable. It's going up a few pennies, but we're not talking like drastic shifts of the value, right? Or you could do something, I wouldn't do like Ethereum, but you could do something like Algorand is reasonably stable. Um, Tezos is reasonably stable. Um, amp is reasonably stable. There's a, m- a bunch of them where they're not moving except for a few pennies up and down. Send them there and then cash that out if you really are worried about it. But I wouldn't really be too concerned about it unless you're talking about like a meme coin or something where there's a strong risk of that kind of significant drop. If it's a moderate drop, I wouldn't worry about it. Because at the end of the day, you're you're still spending time just to try to dance around a system The time you're spending wasting effectively doing this is money too. So consider whether it makes sense to try to fight the power or just simply deal with it. Okay, I don't get a million. I get $950,000 and why? Okay, whatever. Take 10,000 of it and reinvest back into the thing. And then when it goes back up, cash it out. Like You know what I'm saying? Just consider whether it makes sense to fight it now or just deal with the bite right now Take a small portion of that cash out, put it back in, because remember, any money that you're investing, you're not taxed on. Money you cashed out, you're taxed on. So you don't necessarily want to max out what you're cashing out. That doesn't make any sense. Obviously, when you don't have, you want, and so it's it's human nature to just cash it all out, but maybe it makes sense to cash out less, thus you don't have to worry about that impact because... A lot of it's still up there and then you can call out a deduction for what you lost or you can recruit off interest of what you left in there. Just kind of get creative about the money and where it goes. The stable coin then could be a strong contributor to your investment portfolio because you're using it then to build interest and make a little bit kind of as passive. But I would not advocate using it for cash out because you're going to get ripped off whether it's in the exchange by way of the fees or it's in a wallet by way of the gas. And the gas is the worst offender. Again, I think the last time I tried to do it, it was like $80 at the minimum. Most is like in the hundreds of dollars. Some people are getting quotes of like thousands of dollars. I don't see it's worth it again, unless you're just bankrolled on Ethereum. At which point I would question why you even care, because if you got so much money that the gas fees are nothing to you, why would you even care? Okay, go for it. For the 99%ers of us out there, I would say try to stay away from these these stable coins if you're just trying to get money out of the business, if you're not planning to leave it in there, if you're not planning to do long-term investing, if you're not planning to collect interest, if your only objective is to cash it out, you don't need to do the stable coin. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, it's just another coin. You can, if you're in an exchange, mind you, you can cash out straight over there. Now, I think I'll close with this. I think what holds some people back is they may have certain currencies in a wallet and those currencies that they have in the wallet are not supported on a certain exchange. So like, for example, as a perfect perfect example, Satama is not supported on any of the major exchanges I would have access to. That means I cannot just transfer it over to my Coinbase wallet and cash it. It doesn't work that way. I would have to send it to something else. Okay, I would choose a different coin that I know is supported and it out that way. In that case, I might, pers- just me, I might choose Ethereum just because I know that Ethereum is going to get, I can send to Ethereum within seconds, send the Ethereum to Coinbase within seconds. Like I'm not worried about the dramatic dip scenario. Or you can do, what's referred to as wrapped Ethereum or wrapped Bitcoin or other variants, but I wouldn't worry about those myself. I think they're a waste of time. I can make Doge work, but I would have to go through the Polygon network in order to get to Doge. And then the problem is that Coinbase doesn't support Polygon. It supports Doge, but not Polygon. It wants Doge on Ethereum. And then of course, Coinbase wallet doesn't support anything other than, you know, certain coins in the ethereum based network so then i would dig into uniswap or CoinGecko, and i would find tokens that are supported in ethereum on the wallet and i can add it to the wallet and then i can add it over to coinbase that is also a viable option the only time i would care is if for whatever reason ethereum is just way out of whack with the gas fees i would love to use cardano because cardano is cheap but the wallet does not support Cardano because it's not Ethereum. So you get creative with how do I find a token that is supported in my wallet and supported in Coinbase? Really, the only wallet that is held back, to be honest with you, on this thought process is Coinbase wallet. Other wallets, MetaMask, Trust Wallet, Guarda, Atomic, they support pretty much any token you can care about in Ethereum, and you can exchange them all you care to. So if I'm using, let's say Trust Wallet, because that's like one of the popular ones. If I'm using Trust Wallet, I could just simply send whatever I've got, convert it to Doge. If I convert it, if if I'm sending it from an ERC20 token, Ethereum, to Doge, I'm gonna get hit with the gas fee that one time. When it's in Doge, and I want to send the Doge over to, say, Coinbase, main Coinbase, I'm gonna be charged Doge, not Ethereum, because Doge is not on the Ethereum network. That's, that's actually cheaper because the Doge is really fractional compared to the ERC gas fees. So I would choose whatever token makes sense that's cheapest to move, that's supported in both sides, not the stable coin. You could do the stable coin if I got thousands in Ethereum, but I wouldn't do it any other way. I would do some other the token that makes sense and is cheap. So that's my stance. This is my opinion. I just say stay away from the stable coins if you're just cashing out. I'm not saying avoid them entirely. But if you're just cashing out, I don't think it's worth it myself because you're going to get nailed on gas fees. It's nuts. I would avoid it at all costs.